Eating Your Way to a Better Back, Part 1. Hey everyone, this is Mike Erlob with another episode of Power Your Life. So it is so good to be here with you today, and I am just super excited about our topic today. I can't even tell you how excited I am because every time I think about it, it just really, really gets me excited. That topic is food. I'll tell you, it's food. And, I, and the reason is, is because I just love to eat. <laughs> um, you love, I love food, you know, all different kinds of food, but uh, you know, eating has uh, always been something that's been near and dear to my heart. Um, and I just love to eat. Um, and you know, back in, back in the long time, back in the day, um, when I used to be a competitive power lifter, um, one of the, uh, you can actually ask any of the guys that I used to lift with, um, and they'll tell you, you know, that uh, I was known for my ability to eat. Um, and you know, and that just was evidenced by my expanding waistline back then. Um, and of course, you know, I've been able to take that weight off now, but uh, you know, back in those days when I had just gotten out of the army and was in college and, and going to school down in Lincoln and, and uh, getting into, you know, competitive powerlifting, uh, you know, I really discovered that uh, I, the heavier I got, the stronger I got. And with that sport, it was all about how much weight you could put up. So how much, um, whoops, we lost the video or the uh, audio. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I hope you guys can still hear me now. Um, but as I was saying, um, back in my powerlifting days, you know, I was known for eating a lot. And, uh, you know, I just ate myself through any plateau, put on a little bit of weight, I'd get a little bit stronger. Um, and the thing was, is, you know, back in those days, I mean, this was back in the, the early 90s, you know, like 92, 93, on through there. Um, I didn't pay any attention to the quality of food that I was fueling my body with. Um, I just was getting calories and it was nothing to, to sit down and I'm not kidding you sit down and eat an entire package of Johnsonville brats. Um, I would just sit there and watch a Husker game. Sorry you uh, Hawkeye fans, but uh, you know, I would just that was back when the Huskers were good. And uh, of course, I've been a fan for a long time, but uh, um, you know, I would just eat an entire package of Johnsonville brats or eat like an entire Godfather's large pizza all on my own in one sitting. I mean, I would eat a lot of food and, you know, I didn't realize what I was doing to my body at that time. I mean, I knew I was getting bigger. I was getting stronger. Um, of course, you know, I mean, my waistline was getting, I was getting heavier. Um, you know, I moved my, my waistline gradually increased up to where it was almost, it was a 42 inch pant. Um, so, you know, I was pushing, uh, 295 pounds almost. So it was, uh, it really took a toll on my body. Um, but you know, the, I got stronger and so I just would keep fueling myself with the, with the calories. Well, you know, over time, as I got injured in powerlifting, um, I started, uh, having, you know, different issues with back pain, um, shoulder problems, knee related problems. And, uh, the back pain was really a real problem. I had multiple, uh, back strains, um, some disc problems, things from the stress of lifting. Um, and this really caused issues um, for me with uh, being able to, you know, sleep through the night, get up in the morning and not have some pain and discomfort. Um, and, you know, as I couldn't lift anymore, um, I 
still still kept eating the same stuff. And then over time, I decided to to shrink my body weight down and and really fixed my diet and really got dedicated to cleaning it up and focusing on my health. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is, you know, as my body weight got lighter, as and it was uh, more important than body weight, but as I cleaned up my diet and I stopped eating uh, so many brats and pizza and ice cream and uh, so many dairy products, you know, milk, uh, protein powder uh, that I would mix with milk, peanut butter, you know, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, I mean, you name it. But as I cleaned up my diet and things, and, and, and I started to get healthier, one of the, the side uh, effects that happened to me was my back pain started getting better. And as my back pain got better, I noticed that there was a direct correlation to the improvement in my diet. Now, the question I had is, you know, why did my back pain get better? Uh, and I was doing other things with my back pain too. You know, I was directly treating it by fixing some of the imbalances that I had in my body and some of the uh, uh, scar tissue issues and things like that that had happened from the injuries. But, um, you know, I really wondered, I wondered why did, you know, the diet, what was the direct link? And so I really, I started looking into that, you know, a lot more in depth in the last uh, couple of years. And obviously the drop in body weight, you know, I went from in the 290s all the way down to, you know, 200 pounds. Um, you know, the weight loss certainly helped by reducing the stress on my back, but you know, it was really more than that because I also suffered from some tendonitis issues. You know, I had, uh, I had tennis elbow on my left arm. Um, I had some tendonitis in the rotator cuff. I had some things like that. And when I really, really cleaned up the, my diet and really focused on what I was eating and started eating uh, more clean, whole foods and staying away from a lot of that processed junk and staying away from the, the sugar and that kind of stuff, that <clears throat> that inflammation issues like tendonitis got better. So there was no question in my mind that there is a direct link between what you're putting in your mouth, what you're fueling your body with, and what's going on internally with you um, in terms of your inflammation levels. And you see it was that chronic inflammation that really was the problem. Um, and I was fueling that chronic inflammation with the types of foods that I was eating. Now, I don't wanna bore you guys here on a uh, talk about just on inflammation, but <clears throat> what you do need to know is, is this. When you hear the term inflammation, okay, you might think about you know, an irritation or redness like maybe on your foot uh, or like when you get your arm scratched. And you know, those are definitely you know, outward signs of inflammation, but there's a lot more to it than that. You see, your body's immune response usually results in inflammation. And so when you introduce something into your body um, and you're, you know, or you have an injury, your body's gonna send inflammatory cells to that area uh, where the body is battling that infection or an injury. And this leads to those classic symptoms you know, of swelling, redness, the occasional pain, and this is absolutely normal and natural, okay? So inflammation, I want you to know, inflammation itself is not bad, all right? It, it is a part of the normal healing process. It's how your skin heals, it's how the internal injuries heal, it's how your body fights off an infection, okay? However, when that inflammation um, and the body is in control of it, it is okay. But if that inflammation becomes out of control or persists longer than it should, now we have a problem. You see, the, if, it, if the inflammation continues and it never disappears, 
um, and you get constant inflammation, meaning that your body is in a high state of alertness. This leads to a lot of variety of different significant health issues, uh, including diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, cancer, and back and joint pain, early degeneration of the joints, early arthritic wear. I mean, there are all kinds of things that happen. Now, I want you to understand that there are basically two kinds of inflammation. There's acute and chronic. So what I, the good kind of inflammation is the acute inflammation. That happens immediately, as I mentioned before, from an injury or an infection, and it generally resolves in about two to six weeks, okay? It's a normal part of healing. As the body heals, then it settles down, goes away, and everything's back to the status quo. However, chronic inflammation can last for months or even years. And this occurs when there are other factors that allow that inflammation to persist. So you may have uh, an injury or you may have like a chronic um, illness um, and there's things that, you, that you're doing that allow that chronic inflammation to persist. These things include such as poor diet, uh, your body's changes in your hormone levels, uh, obesity, sleep problems, smoking, stress, um, and there's a lot more, but you know, those are kind of some of the big ones. Now, the what I'm gonna focus on today is the, the diet part, all right? Because the foods that you eat have a significant impact on your ability to control inflammation and heal. In fact, that is so important. That's such an important concept that I, I want, I'm gonna repeat that, okay? The foods that you eat have a significant impact on your ability to control inflammation and heal. This is really, really important, okay? So um, if there's not anything else that you, you remember from this uh, talk, I want you to remember that, all right? Those foods have a direct impact on your healing ability. So in fact, when you're not eating properly, your blood pH is going to drop. Now, when your blood pH level drops below a 7.4, your blood starts to become more acidic, all right? Now, chronic states of acidity, there are a major cause of almost every major disease and health issue on the planet, including heart attack, stroke, and cancer, okay? So, I mean, if nothing else, I, I really stress, take this to heart because, um, you know, if you wanna get rid of your back pain, eating is, is key, but, so heart attack, stroke, and cancer, these are all preventable health concerns and diseases that, that can all be impacted by you know, lifestyle change and what you eat. Um, some of the common symptoms of acidity include chronic pain, uh, skin issues, uh, hair thinning, sensitive gums and teeth, low body temperature, uh, bloated feeling in the stomach, ulcers, acid reflux, and even depression. There are several, several things that cause acidity, okay? We just mentioned them earlier. I listed a lot of those things out. You know, things like stress and medications, uh, too much alcohol, okay? Um, but one of the worst causes is, is diet, and it is eating too much acid-forming foods, and also weakness in your muscle system will also lead to acidity. So let's talk about the, the foods. You know, what are the worst acid-forming foods. I'm going to break it down for you into three groups, okay? So the worst acid-forming foods are sugar, dairy products, and meat, uh, mainly beef, chicken, and pork, 
all right? So those three areas are areas that you're gonna have to be really, really careful with. Now, there's also foods that contain saturated fats, uh, sweeteners, additives, uh, hydronated oils, refined foods, refined meals, all of those also induce inflammation and lower your blood pH, okay? Um, now, I like to talk to people when we, they go to the grocery store. Basically, think of it like this, okay? If you ever think of a grocery store, um, all of the good food is on the perimeter, okay? Think about it. Where is your produce? It's, it's on the side, you know, the perimeter. Um, you know, and what's in the middle? It's all the boxed food. Well, what is that? You know, the, the frozen and boxed foods, which are all your processed, refined foods that have all of these things that are added to them. And those things, doesn't matter what anybody, what, I don't care what anybody else tells you, those things are not good for you, okay? The removal of these foods that I'm talking about from your diet or adjusting them or reducing them is extremely effective. In fact, you know, people, it has been shown that people who clean up their diet and they add more alkaline food, so these are foods which allow their blood pH to raise, Okay, so acid, your blood pH lowers, alkaline, it raises, all right? So the more alkaline you can eat, all right, they have reported feeling much healthier as quickly as one week. So controlling inflammation is a key to reducing chronic pain. Now, where do you start? <laughs> because, uh, you know, if you're like me, when, when I started researching this and started applying this to my life, I mean, I did this over a course of time. and you know, it is confusing. I mean, the more resources that I looked at, the more things I, I, I read, um, it just seemed like, man, there's so much stuff out there. And you see, I like to keep things simple. And, and that's mainly because I believe that simplicity is the key to success, all right? So if something is too complicated, and this is how I approach with my clients too. You know, if I'm working with somebody who has back pain and I make this too complicated, I make the programs too complicated, guess what? They're not gonna do it, okay? So we wanna keep this you know, as simple as possible. So here's what I recommend. You know, if you wanna speed up your recovery, and this, this applies definitely to back pain, but these principles, you can apply these to just being healthier. Um, they're gonna help you with tendonitis. They're gonna help you with arthritic issues, any of those degenerative uh, uh, issues and processes uh, orthopedically. Um, they'll this, these recommendations will reduce your risk of heart disease, reduce your risk of cancer, um, make, give you more energy and help you feel better. So if you wanna speed up that recovery, you wanna heal faster, here's what I recommend. The number one thing is drink, just, drink only water, tea, or coffee. Okay, now if you drink coffee, black. Don't add anything to it, okay? Don't make it a foo-foo coffee drink. Don't, the more you add to it, now you're just adding sugar, okay? So minimal sugar, drink only water, tea, or coffee. Um, stay away from juices, stay away from any of those drinks that contain sugar because you're adding not just calories, but you're making your body more acidic. You're adding that sugar to your body, okay? So that's number one. Number two, and this really goes without saying, but avoid high concentrated sugar foods. Things like candy, cookies, cake, processed foods, okay? Stay away from those things. Now, if you got a little bit of a sweet tooth, kind of like I do, um, dark chocolate is okay, all right? So if you're gonna eat a little sweet, eat some dark chocolate. All right, number three, avoid dairy products, 
Um, things like milk, yogurt, sour cream, all right? Now, cheese in low amounts, cheese is okay because it's fermented. It's not gonna have that same effect on the body. Now, here's something very interesting because I've had clients ask me this. They said, well, Mike, I, you know, I've got osteoporosis or there's another condition called osteopenia and that is where your bones are getting soft because of low calcium. And I said, well, I, I gotta have calcium. And, and most of us think, well, it's gonna be dairy products. It's gonna be you know, milk and yogurt, or they're eating yogurt because they want the probiotics. Well, here's what I'd say. Okay, with yogurt, if you're eating that because of the probiotics, you can take a probiotic without getting the yogurt. Okay, so you can buy a good probiotic and I would highly recommend that because that's really going to help you prevent the leaky gut syndrome and, and some of those issues digestively. Okay, that'll help maintain the good balance in what we call your microbiome. So that's really, really important. Just get yourself a good probiotic. Stay away from that yogurt. That stuff is full of sugar. All right. Now with milk, here's the interesting thing. We drink more milk in this country. We eat more dairy products in this country than anywhere in the world okay, anywhere in the world. And we have the highest rate of osteoporosis. So what I would say is, you know, think about that. If we're taking in all this milk and all these dairy products, which in turn is actually causing uh, us to become more acidic and making us, uh, you know, unhealthier, um, but yet our osteoporosis is still going up, there's a problem. The, the milk is not, is not doing anything for building of your bones, okay? So you can take calcium supplements. You gotta make sure you have vitamin D. You know, focus on what your doctor says. If you're taking uh, osteoporosis medicine, do that. But if you want to heal and heal faster and recover, you've gotta get your blood pH more alkaline and you've got to avoid those dairy products. That's really just key. Um, the other, this is number four, and this is, again, I want to keep it simple for you, all right? When you sit down to eat, 20% of your plate should be a meat portion and 80% should be vegetables, all right? 20% meat, 80% veggies. Just follow that, you know, 20-80 or 80-20 rule. 80% veggies, 20% meat, okay? Now, if you think about it, you know, you go to a, uh, you go eat somewhere like at the Longhorn or Outback or a steakhouse, and you get yourself uh, you know, a nice ribeye, um, how much of that plate is covered by the ribeye? You, know, you might have a 12 or 16 ounce steak, right? And then you, so you're, it's covering probably 80% of that plate. And then you get a little bit of vegetables and you get you know, some mashed potatoes, okay? That's really opposite of what it should be. First of all, the potatoes, mashed potatoes should be off the plate. 80% of that plate should be your vegetables and you only need a small amount of meat. Um, even just the size of the palm of your hand or, you know, less than eight ounces of meat um, really is all you need. And you're better off staying with leaner meats, you know, staying with seafoods and fish and salmon and mahi-mahi uh, and uh, walleye and those kinds of things. Um, you know, you could still do some red meat and chicken and pork, but uh, again, keep it, you know, in the 80-20. Now, what I would recommend is that you try this for three weeks. Just give it a try, okay? Try it for three weeks and see how you feel. You know, trust me, you can do anything for three weeks, all right? Um, but give it a try, see how you feel. Um, and I guarantee you're going to start to notice some improvements. You're going to notice some significant improvements. You're probably going to lose a little bit of weight, which is just, hey, that's, that's just a, a great side effect. But more importantly is what you're going to be doing on the inside of your body to help yourself become um, 
more alkaline and be able to heal a lot faster. So at this point, what I want to do is I want to leave you with a thought-provoking quote uh, from Max Licato. And he said that as long as you hate your enemy, a jail door is closed and a prisoner is taken. But when you try to understand and release your foe from your hatred, then the prisoner is released and that prisoner is you. So I'll let you guys chew on that one for a while. Um, which, by the way, uh, if you would like a copy of a, a free copy of my new ebook, The Five Best Kept Secrets to Fast Back Pain Relief, all you have to do is just uh, email me at mike at flex-pt.com uh, or shoot us a Facebook message and just say, hey, I'd like the uh, back pain uh, uh, ebook and we'll get that sent out to you. There's a lot of really great information in there that I think will really, really help you guys. So until next time, uh, power your life and keep moving forward.